Hey, I'm Drew. And I'm Tim. And this is the Hearts and Hands Podcast. In season four, episode one, we talked to Jenna Herlick about him and her's new record and Kickstarter. Hello and welcome to season four of the Hearts and Hands podcast. I am your host, Drew Sonnenberg, joined as always by my co-host, Tim Babbler. Tim, we did it. We made it to season four. If you would have told me when we just had this fleeting idea that, you know, it'd be kind of a cool thing to start a podcast, even though I wasn't much of a podcast listener myself and meet a bunch of random cool people, um, I wouldn't have believed you that we'd be we'd be going strong four years into it. But here we are. And Honestly, our guest today is evidence of that those relationships we've gotten to build simply because of hosting this podcast on a regular basis. It's such a cool blessing. Yeah, I was going to mention that our guest today, Jenna, she's probably been on the podcast as much, if not more, than anybody else. Uh, and I've never met her in person yet. I'm still <laughs> waiting for it. Um, but we've become friends just through the podcast, which is awesome. And she's here to talk to us about the new record that her and Seth are working on and a Kickstarter to go with it. Just a quick, for our listeners who are unfamiliar with Kickstarter, Kickstarter is a crowdfunding platform, which means that you can pledge money to it. And then uh, at the end of a certain amount of time, the artists get that money if they reach their goal. But the good news for you is if they don't reach their goal, you don't lose your money. You get it back. You actually don't actually spend it until they hit their goal. But that being said, their Kickstarter is going very strong. We're very excited for it. Jenna's going to tell us a lot more about it as we get to talk to her. So let's go ahead and get to it. Today, we are pumped to bring back to the podcast our good friend Jenna Herlick of Him and Her. Welcome back, Jenna. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Jenna, you want to just give us a quick update as to how things have been going for you and Seth and the yeah. uh, music and whatnot? Yes, I would love to. Yeah, so Seth and I, we... Man, a year ago, we moved to Nashville because it was just kind of like it was getting really hard to live on the road. So, I mean, as it generally does, like the road is a really hard place to live. But also just with um, 2020 being the way it was, it was just feeling like it was time to settle down and have a space of our own, um, especially like focusing on making music and just like meeting people in the music industry because we only knew a handful Um so we moved to Nashville kind of against our wishes because we wanted, I don't know, we kind of didn't like it here. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, ah, Nashville, that's where you go to sell out, which that's not cool. But that was our mindset. <laughs> so we moved to Nashville. And basically, yeah, the last year we've been spending doing a lot of writing, doing a lot of writing with other people, um, doing a lot of growing and I don't know. It, I mean, it's been a difficult year, so it's been a lot of growth and pruning along with that. And then basically in the last couple of months, we started the process of getting the team and recording our next record. We asked our producer to start working on a record with us in August, and then we started working on like pre-production. And finally, we got to record three songs in a studio here called The Sound Emporium, which was like dream come true experience it's like you see the people on the walls who had recorded there and it's just like completely mind-blowing so i felt very small and 
and big at the same time. You know, <laughs> it's like, I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> and yeah, so we're starting to release an album. It's mostly, or part of it is recorded. And then we're running a Kickstarter in, we're running a Kickstarter on February 8th for two weeks to help fund the album. Excellent. Yeah. By the time this episode goes live, that Kickstarter will be live. Um, so we'll be sure to have that link for our listeners in the show notes and it'll be all over social media. Mm -hmm. um, for for our listeners who may be a little less familiar with the idea of a Kickstarter or crowdfunding, could you just give a brief explanation of what it's what mm -hmm. the purpose is? Yes, absolutely. Yes. So a Kickstarter is a really cool platform to kind of like provide the resources for it's generally creatives, but I think you can do it for other things like even like medical bills or things like that. Um, but a lot of times it's like creative people creating board games or books or comic books or music. And so it's a really cool way for artists to present an idea and have people fund that in order to make it happen. Um, super cool. There's like reward tiers. So depending on like what level you choose to support our project, you can receive different rewards that could go from like, we have bandanas and like handwritten lyrics and VIP tickets and like house concerts, all these really cool things. The only scary thing is that we have a goal that we need to reach by the end of the campaign. And if we don't reach it, we don't get the funds. So it's kind of like this all or nothing, big, scary, let's see what God does with it kind of moment that we've never done before. So it's kind of, we're out on a limb asking for help and support from our friends. So, Is there anything you can tell us either uh, uh, more details about the campaign or the, the album? I don't know where you want to start. There's yeah. probably a lot to talk about. Yes. For the campaign, uh, I can start there. It's just... There's, it's a big sticker shock. It has been for me, but we'll be raising $25,000 over two weeks. <laughs> and really what that goes towards is, well, let me stop there. Like in our, in the past, Seth and I have basically made all of our records mostly by ourselves. And so we've kind of like kept the expenses down. It's just been us. And then like a lot of generous people who offer their skills and it's been amazing. But this time we knew that the songs were like super special. So we we decided that we wanted to bring on a team. So a lot of those costs go to paying people to do amazing work on these songs. Um, specifically, our producer, whose name is also Seth. He is kind of like the director of this whole thing, like getting the right people and booking the studio. And he's just been awesome paying musicians and like engineers and mixing and mastering. And, and then on top of that, like you've got artwork and videos and marketing and PR and, oh my gosh, there's so many things that are just like jam packed into that. So that's kind of like what the campaign is like. And then also there's some stretch goals where we're not going to announce them quite yet, but if we make to our like initial goal, there's going to be more rewards for everybody. Could be like vinyls or music videos and maybe some extra merch and stuff. So yeah. 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 <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> uh, just taking a, a little step back here. Uh, since the last time we've talked to you, I believe uh, you signed with a label, correct? Yes. <laughs> yeah. talk, talk at all about what that experience was like. Yeah. Yeah, it's so nuts. We were like trying so hard to meet with labels when we got here. 
because we're just like, I don't know. I guess you can just message people on Instagram. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> <laughs> so it's like <laughs> we were just like messaging A&R reps at labels that we knew and sending them mail. Just like, you know, <laughs> I think like every artist has done that. I think who it, where it's like, I have these demos. Let me just send them off to random people. So we're like trying really hard. And then like halfway through the year, we were just kind of like, okay, I think I'm done like trying to meet new people, like, you know, having to sit down, meet a person for the first time. And then they basically tell you why they're not going to sign you at the meeting. It's like kind of heartbreaking and and hard. And then in just like the most godlike way, we had basically a month of time where we've been doing photography work because we do film photography for artists and we again messaged an instagram uh, on instagram this artist that was playing at the ryman which is like this legendary stage he said yes and we just went and hung out at the ryman and took pictures and then in the green room we ended up meeting a guy who ended up becoming our manager which was nuts like he was just hanging out and he was such a great guy loves the lord (laughs) and that was great and then a month later we basically shook hands with him and his team to that he would be our manager. And like literally a week after that, so I'm sorry, there's just a lot of timeline, but a week after that, the people that we had marketing our last record, um, their company's called Christian Music Marketing or Marketing with Wisdom. The CEO of the company was just in town and he, we had like communicated with him a bunch when we were marketing our last record, even in the dark. And he was like, hey, I'd love to have coffee with you. And we're like, great. That'd be awesome. We miss you. We'd love to see you. And basically he sat us down and was like, I started a record label. Would you like to be on it? We thought of you when we started it. And we're like, what? (laughs) So it was like, it was like when we stopped trying, God just kind of was like, here, it's going to be people that already know and love you. People that you don't have to like convince that you, they need to like you or anything. (laughs) So yeah. It is a record deal. I guess like the caveat that is probably someone who understands maybe the music industry, they might be like, okay, you're running a Kickstarter and you're also, you have a record deal. Like I thought that record companies give you money for records. Not always. (laughs) That's kind of, it's, it's kind of like a, a lot of distribution and playlist pitching is kind of like the big thing with some labels right now. So instead they they market and get our our music to people like on Spotify and Apple Music and stuff. And that's yeah, I I guess that's maybe not necessary to say, but in case someone was like, I don't understand, it's kind of like they're on the back end helping us with a lot of stuff. So yeah. So one thing that I'm interested, you kind of hinted at this. Writing this record is a lot different than the last two experiences you've had. Can you just talk about what the process was like and how it was different for you guys? Yes, absolutely. Man, I think when we got here, we wrote a lot of songs that we kind of had started in the previous years. And I think we needed to just write a ton of really bad songs. You know, (laughs) I I don't know if you guys have experienced that where it's like, Sometimes you need to get through all your bad stuff to get to the the good stuff. (laughs) But basically, like starting in June, we started asking people to co-write with us. Um, So just people that we had met, we just asked them like, hey, would you want to sit down and write a song together? 
And man, like half of the songs are songs that it was still just Seth and I writing by ourselves, but just like the influence of being able to like experience other people and how they create and how they write lyrics and melodies. And I feel like we just like absorbed their amazing talent. (laughs) I mean, that sounds intense, but it was like, I can't believe I'm writing with these amazing people. And I feel like we learned so much that like when we went and wrote on our own, it was just like, I can't believe we're writing songs that are like this good. Like I need to share this song with me from two years ago, (laughs) but like on a, I don't know, thematic note, like uh, these songs have been a lot of like telling the stories of things that we've gone through and the stories of the stories of our friends and family, or even like people that we've met at shows. Like there's a couple of people that we've met who've told us their story And like, I just see their faces all the time when we write. And so it's kind of like a combination of like the things that we've gone through, the things that we feel, which often, I don't know, it's like a lot of outcrying from the heart when you don't know what you believe or you don't know who you are or what you stand for and you're super confused or when things are really, really hard. It's like, what do you say to God in those moments? And kind of just like based off of people that we know who are grieving and like dealing with mental health and I don't know, just, and at the same time, like pouring grace onto us and these people and their stories, like, yeah, that Jesus has grace for us in all of these moments, in our darkest moments, in our humanity. So you kind of like slipped it in there real quick. The the title of this new record is called human, correct? Yes. What can we talk about where that came from? Yes. Yes. Well, there's a song called Human that we wrote. I don't know. We've been going through a lot of just like emotional. I don't know. We've been referring to it as like we've been flipping stones over in our life and just like seeing what's underneath. And a lot of things like going to therapy and um, having counselors and mentors. I feel like a lot of things have kind of come up this year dealing with the music industry and how hard that can be sometimes. And then just living in a new place. So kind of like all those factors and kind of like, sometimes it's like, I don't, gosh, I don't always know if I'm right about what I believe. I don't know. I don't know. All I know though, is that Jesus has grace for me being a human. I don't know when I'm messing up, when I believe the wrong thing, when I have when I do things with the wrong intention, like there's always grace for it, especially like we kept finding that we were doing the best that we could. And it just felt like we needed grace from Jesus. And it's like, I think we are like, there is grace. We're doing our best. Jesus understands. I don't need to beat myself up for not being better than I am. So it's kind of a lot of, I don't know, a lot about, taking the grace that we get from Jesus and like receiving it. Like that's like the only word I can think of in this moment where it's like, let yourself have that grace. Um, Give yourself the grace that God gives to us. It's kind of complicated. I feel like it's kind of a paradox because it's like, I don't, we don't want to talk about works or works righteousness. And we don't, we don't earn anything, but we have like, we're doing our best. I don't know. I'm kind of like blabbering at this point, but (laughs) And basically, we wrote this song called Human, 
kind of in this really desperate moment when we didn't, we felt like we were doing our best and we just wrote the line. I have to believe that you know what it means to be just hanging on by a thread. I'm hu- but I'm only human. I'm doing the best I can. Cause it just felt like I have to believe that God understands what it's like for me right now in this moment. So human is taking those stories, those feelings, those imperfect feelings, and just like inviting God into the mud of what it means to be a human. I I hope that makes sense. (laughs) It's kind of a lot of blabbering. (laughs) One of the things that's so cool about that is God became flesh, right? Yeah. Yes. I heard in a sermon recently, like you can't, you can say what you want to God, but the only thing that you can't, well, I mean, you can still say it is you can't shake your fist and say to God, you don't understand. And cause it's like, Jesus completely understands. Like he's, he's been there. Like if you've been rejected or beat down or expected to be something that you're not or betrayed, like that's 100% like God's wheelhouse. And he understands it because he lived it. And yeah, I just, I feel that like he was human, so he gets it. (laughs) And that's like, so there's just grace all over it. So a lot of people, can look back at their life and say, I had no idea that I would be where I am now. And these weren't the plans I had for myself. And you can definitely tell when something is God's plan and in God's timing. Mm -hmm. Knowing what you know now, where you are now, what would you say if you got a chance to look at the screen right now and talk to Jenna at age 18? Oh man, that is such a good question. I feel like, one thing, my first thing is stop being worried about being cool enough for other people and just be the weirdo that you are because like your weirdness and your like idiosyncrasies are important. I feel like that's number one. Cause I feel like everyone needs to hear that, especially 18 year olds. It's like, stop trying to fit in and just be yourself. Gosh. I also feel like, uh, I was in denial. I thought I wanted to be a teacher and I'm glad that I went to study to be a teacher and I'm glad I was a teacher for a year, but mostly because I, it told me that I didn't want to be a teacher, but unfortunately after five years of trying to be one, I feel like just telling myself, like, listen, listen to yourself and listen to like the true desires of your heart, like the things that bring you joy in life. And at that point, I loved music. I loved singing in choir. I played my $200 guitar amp package that I got for my eighth grade birthday, like all the time. I wrote horrible songs, but I love them. And I wrote poetry. And it's just like that. I wish I could tell myself like that was really it. Like that's really what I loved and like what brought me joy. Fortunately, I needed to, or fortunately, I had to go through like a process of not following that to follow it. But yeah, I feel like those are my main two things. And then also just like, just wait, just be patient. Cause I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know. I think so many dreams have come true and God has answered so many prayers. What I'm finding is that he like often doesn't answer them in the timing that I want them to. 
which isn't news to anybody, right? <laughs> but it's like, yeah, back then I, I wanted a career that I cared about. I wanted a husband that I cared about. And I feel like I, God has given those things to me, but it wasn't in the way that I thought, or it wasn't the timing that I thought. So I think patience is what I would tell 18 year old Jenna. So the last time we talked to you, you were just about to release your your first album. You you had released the EP uh, Beacon, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then then the first album, and you talked a lot about how you had grown as songwriters between those two releases. And yeah. now it sounds like there, there's almost like another level, right? Do you want to yeah. talk about how, how you've grown as songwriters, being able to collaborate with these other writers and, and just um, with your experiences moving to Nashville and yeah. all of that? Totally. Thank you. Yeah. First of all, like sonically, I learned about a whole bunch of chords. Like this is just super practical. A whole bunch of chords I had never thought of using before, but I found out that like all of my favorite influences, like the Lumineers and Brandy Carlisle, like they're using these beautiful like jazz or gospel chords that I had never heard of before. So that's number one. It just like opened up a lot of things for me. That's number one. Number two, I feel like, I don't know, this might be intense, but I think with writing, co-writing with people, we like, we sat down and people understood that we were a worship band. They're like, him and her worship, great. Let's write a worship song. And usually that's like very vertical. So it's using scripture and talking to God about God, mostly. And we would sit down with people and we'd be like, we want to write a worship song, but like, we don't want it to sound worshipy. And people were like, okay, uh, all right. And then it kind of like, first of all, it was confusing for everyone involved. And second of all, once we got past the confusion, we started just like coming up with words that, I don't know, uh, the word fresh is coming to mind where it's like, we're, we wanted to use words that were, and phrases that were like, common language, a thing that you would say to a friend or family member about your experience. And I was like writing down anytime I heard a cool phrase or a cool word, I would write it down and we would like incorporate it. So I feel like for us, like the way that this record is going, is it, it's like very much common language. It's like, it's me and Seth telling a story as we would sit across the table from someone and just tell them our story so yeah, I feel like with with writing with different people, we really like took on some of their storytelling elements and it really like helped us explore like new language and new chords and melodies and stuff. Well, I'm sure after the album comes out whenever that may be, we're, we're definitely going to want to have you back and talk in more detail about the songs after we're able to hear them and everything. But for now, for our listeners, is there any any final thoughts you want them to know or any encouragements or anything about the Kickstarter? Hmm. I'd say, first of all, thanks for listening. And thank you for considering backing us on our Kickstarter. It's super humbling to ask for this amount of money and also just asking in general. So we're just thankful that you guys have compassion and are are willing to help in any way, even if that's like sharing or telling someone about it. So I want to say thank you. And then also just, again, like if you need the encouragement that our record will be telling you that Jesus has grace for you where you're at and yeah, that it's 
going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Awesome. Well, as always, we want to thank you for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Listeners, if you are unfamiliar, go back and listen to their their last record, Even in the Dark. It's it's amazing. One of the, the best albums I've heard in the last five years. So just <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, thanks, Jenna. Thanks for t- taking the time again. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. That wraps it up for another episode of the podcast. Uh, again, if you haven't already, go check out their Kickstarter. There's a link to it in our show notes here. We'll have the link all over uh, social media as well. Um, there's just so many different ways you can support them, whether it's just getting a copy of the album or getting cool swag and, and pictures and stickers and things like that. There's bandanas. You can add on t-shirts for um, and a little bit extra, I think, to help them reach their goal. There's just so many ways that you can give just a little bit extra to help them reach their goal. So please go check it out if you haven't already. And normally we tell you about this point in time about our Patreon account, but I actually want to send you to Seth and Jenna's go to patreon.com slash him and her music official. And you have the opportunity to get a lot of behind the scenes content from them. Um, just a lot of things that they get from in the studio and from what it's like living in Nashville. And I'm actually blessed to receive their, their weekly updates as well. And it's just a very, very cool thing. Um, they're great musicians. They've got a heart of gold and they're all about doing it for God. So uh, please check them out. Patreon.com slash him and her music official. Yep. We've got a lot of cool interviews and roundtables round lined up for you this season, but we're always looking to hear from more people and uh, new projects that are going on. So as always, if you have people you want to hear from, questions you want answers to, reach out to us at heartsandhandspodcast at gmail.com or on any social media platform at Wells Creatives. We're looking forward to another great season. Thanks for listening.